0: Hello and welcome to Experiences and Perspectives, the podcast where we explore and reflect on how to live a healthy, joyous and creative life. I'm your host, Siddharth Srivastava, and our today's topic is Education versus Life Goals. And to discuss this topic, I have our guest, Isora Vissouza from Brazil. She's passionate about philosophy, psychology and education. She's aiming to become an educational innovator. Other than that, she's a professional equestrian player and is applying for a college in US right now. So she's the perfect guest to discuss this topic. So let's begin with it. We both are from the different places. I'm from India and you from Brazil with Portuguese as your mother tongue and me as Hindi and as my mother tongue. So there's gonna be a lot of differences between us over education as well as The differences we get as uh, in terms of our life goals so let's begin the conversation so first question i would like to ask you is what do you think about the education system prevailing in your country does it um, favor the life goals of does it favor the complete growth of the students or is it just to get a degree so the
1: school system here in Brazil uh, has a great difference between public schools and private schools in terms of um, professor's knowledge. I mean, you know, the professors that have their masters and etc. they go to private schools that pay better, Even though they don't really pay that much, but also in terms of general structure but still even the the private schools they have a very strict system that's basically designed to make students go to university yes as you said get a degree and yeah university is also a very strict place where you don't have space to explore you got to know what you want to do before you get there and yeah that's basically it and the families also expect that their kids are necessarily going to university so much so that and especially in high school we spend like so much time learning how to pass the exam which is the only thing that can get you in university that we don't actually think on why we wanted to go there which i don't think it's totally wrong because yes a degree is a good way to get stability in life but it's uh, a view that is a bit outdated i would say because a a few time a little time ago this was definitely the only way to get stability today it's not anymore you know i am confident with a high school degree that i could provide for myself yes have a a a life of not super a a lot of comfort but i could provide for myself and for me that would be more important than following a path that's not mine, you know.
0: Yeah, as you said, it's same as you mentioned about your school system. Here also, our complete schooling goes in to get get good marks in 10th and 12th. Like there is a system, board system. We have boards in 10th class, 10th standard and 12th standard. And after completing 12th, we get to either university or college. So our first priority for every parents and teachers is that we get a good grade in our 10th and 12th and then get to a degree. And when we complete our schooling, we realize that we haven't, we don't have any skill to be ourselves. Like that's uh, just the beginning. Or I would say uh, we just pass the eligibility criteria to learn anything, and all we learn in, learned in the schooling is just like there's no need of that things. We study uh, history, geography, science, physics, biology, and I don't think much of them are into use uh, at the present moment. They all, I think, uh, they teach us with the mentality that these are the basics which every person needs to know but I don't think that's a basic necessary because basic necessary are the things which we learn from experiences we know how to live and while experiencing things we would come to know much more things but reading the history books why did this battle took place why is this volcano erupting for so long And why is this economics going down and up? What is the need of that at the moment while we are at the age of learning how to increase our communication skills, how learn how to explore things and still at the moment we are learning the dates of the wars, what what were the reign of those kings, what's the need of that? Do Do you remember anything from your history classes?
1: I mean, I guess I might remember something, but what I most remember is actually of the classes of one teacher I had, who understood the importance of experience in classroom. So he would take us, and he would like call a name from one of the the kids, and he would say, "Imagine like this," and then he would go and give us a situation, a historical situation, and would. Ask us what we would do so that we could understand the the vision of the people of that time. And this demonstrates perfectly to me that we we learn much more of how we learn, of how people around us act, of how the the, the teachers pose themselves to us, than of the things that we are actually taught in the subjects. So yeah, we, we should live much more just like you said um, some people say that the curriculum we learn are the basic things we we need but i mean there are so there's so much within history within biology those things that we learn in super detail who decided that those specific things are the important things you know i also don't think they are yes learning history is important to be a a responsible citizen maybe but it's much more about learning how to think critically within history than I just saw names of kings or days of battles
0: yeah definitely the king names of the kings and still uh, uh, the history is taught I guess for uh, being connected with the culture we share with our ancestors but in many countries like for mine as uh, india remained under under britain so much of the history which we read in the schools is manipulated we don't read the exact text which happened we are the the first history um, minister the first education minister which was appointed in india was a british citizen and he manipulated the history what the News generations of the Indians need to know, but we don't know what actually happened. Like uh, there's a famous quote from somewhere: "History is just the way rich people wants to depict their uh, doings." And that's is happening right now. History we read the battles of like uh, in India, uh, the Mughals were ruling our country for since fifteen uh, hundreds to. 1800s, mid 1800s and that is considered as a glorious period of Indian history according to the current history books but in reality they were the ones who destroyed the culture which India had for the past thousands of years and but it was designed by by a Britisher and we don't know what really existed so it's most of the things are manipulated and I don't think I don't think that we need to learn the manipulated history. Where's the need of being, learning those things and uh, learning nothing from it? What do you think? Yeah. Uh, your history is also manipulated like it.
1: Precisely, precisely. Even if no one like wrote something that didn't happen in the books, at the end is the winners who write the history, right? We only see one yeah. point of view. I mean, yeah. we see. For I don't know, maybe one year we learn about the history of actually Brazil. Learn for very little time about the the people ha- that lived here before the Portuguese came, and all the rest of the time we learn about European history. Of course, Europeans because they colonized the world, they they are important somehow. But I mean, are they so much more important than? The, the culture the from, from the natives, yeah, exactly. Because we are totally oh, yeah. a mixture. We are a mixture mixture of the natives here. We are a mixture of the Africans who came as slaves. So, yeah, their culture is important too. But I don't remember anything I learned about Africa, to be honest. I mean, I, I may have studied a bit, but you know. So, yeah. Again, to the point. Who decides? What matters, you know? I don't think that's a really thought of decision, not in the in in the best intentions for the, the students, right? Um but yeah. We talked here a bit about our, our school systems, a, a bit of the problems. Should we add in the life school part? I mean, okay, school doesn't teach us much of life skills, but is it yeah. Um, maybe possible that it teaches us to, to be stable people in the future, to have money, to be happy. What what do you think about that?
0: About it, I think it teaches us the general skills. That uh, I think the most important thing the school system does is that it uh, lets you know about what are the different things which uh, have a scope to learn in the future, like. It teaches the basics of computer system Uh, and when we, when someone gets interested in those things he will dive deeper into it and explore the different possibilities that particular domain has and history. We uh, learn about basic history which is manipulated as we know but still if someone gets interested in that he may dive deeper into it and learn about the different scopes he have. By learning history, being an archaeologist, being a a museum, learn from history, art, or literature, like literature, the subject which I find the most interesting due to the fact of my creativity. (laughs) Uh, I used to learn history as well. History wasn't really boring for me, but after I got to know that all of that what I read was manipulated, then I began to realize that I was loving the wrong thing but history when I was in the school it was just literature the stories of kings fighting battles and different things going on so I learned history and literature as a part of like it's the learning real learning from the literature stories we learn everything every story has some meaning in it and that's what teaches how to be ourselves and how to take different point of views for the world and the rest of the things, it's not of any use, like physics, yeah, we need the basic physics to understand what's going around, the different motion, different laws of Newton, but it's the chemistry part. Who ever needs that? The chemistry is like, a uh, Pain uh, is good or bad, the worst thing ever created by humans. <laughs> actually i had to study chemistry all the reactions organic chemistry there are three parts of chemistry organic inorganic and one more that i forgot i really want to forget everything about chemistry because it's the worst thing while preparing for this uh, the entrance exam for my current university we have only three subjects to study physics chemistry and mathematics and to become an engineer in the government college from India, we need to study three subjects and get to the, uh, give the exam which is considered among the toughest exams across the world, and is the uh, third toughest exam in my country that we give and we study. Maths is okay, we can understand it. Physics is okay, we can understand it. But chemistry, where is the logic? Why do? Why the hell do we need those things? And still we have to learn it. And when we come to engineering college, first thing that a professor tells us is that forget everything you have learned till now. (laughs) Where's the logic in that? We spent 14, 15 years of our life learning our schoolings and doing our schoolings and learning everything. And there's no need to, of all those things after getting to the university. Where's the logic behind learning all those skills? The same for yeah, you, ex- I guess.
1: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Here's you are, the you are still at this school. We, yeah, actually, um, I finished school last year. Um, in a gap year. You're so... going to face
0: the same things <laughs> the next year. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, I mean, I would disagree a bit with you about chemistry being illogical and not useful, but I have to agree that it is as much useful as many parts of biology or like any other subject that we learn much more deeper than we are ever going to need. And, I mean, you, for being an engineer, you said you need to learn math, physics and chemistry. Okay, you need to learn calculus. Um, logical thought, maybe there is there's some thought behind that, but then as you said, the teachers tell you to forget everything. So those things that you learned, they may help you become an engineer because they help you pass the exam, but they don't make you actually a, a better engineer. You know, wouldn't it yeah. uh, have been better if you had learned, for example? Sociology, so that you learn uh, how to apply your engineers' engineering skills to make the world better, or any other kind of logical thought, any other way of thinking logically, so that you become a creative engineer and can innovate. Right? Of course, you need yeah. the maths, but why is that more important or any more important? than learning how to use the math skills to to actually make the world a be- better place, right?
0: That's so, the main thing uh, which our education system misses. We learn what are the things, we don't learn what are the applications of those things.
1: We precisely.
0: learn the new applications we know, we come to know of, about those applications only after we get to the co- uh, college and see what our professors teaches and i think that's the wide gap the application part which uh, we need to learn that in school only only then we could get some ideas about we can create something like uh, the entrepreneurship culture is going on right now it is mostly occupied by uh, college and university students but if we ha- used to get those ideas in schooling only then school of students have got better ideas I guess because that's the time when our brain is most active so that's the thing
1: yeah yeah exactly so before you you mentioned one thing school does kind of right is presenting to us different subjects and which gives us say the little experience among those things to understand the things that we like. I think that is interesting. We should be exposed to a a large amount of things when we are children so that we can, as you said, understand ourselves. But the huge problem is that, one, we are not given the time to actually think about what we like about ourselves. We're not given the tools to do that. Nobody teaches how to get to know ourselves right? Mm. And once yeah. we find out, we have no incentive to actually pursue those things.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so,
1: the, the only thing this school does a bit right by teaching us so many random things, I think is actually a byproduct, something that nobody intended, because it's not, it's not done <laughs> correctly, you know? So, yeah, yeah that, that's something that
0: also makes zero sense. What do you think is the role of our parents uh, during our school time, schooling and everything around that? They also force us to uh, study more, get good grades, don't focus on your passion, just get the good grades and you will be happy. And that when we realized that the happiness which they were talking about was fictional. fictional. <laughs> that happiness was the eligibility to get another happiness, which again is an eligibility to get another happiness. And there is no end of this thing. Precisely, what do you think is the role um, of our parents? I For you, and then I will I, say about me.
1: I can go back to a point I mentioned in the beginning that this idea of, like, studying hard, going necessarily to university right after you finish high school, that is not necessarily a wrong idea, but an outdated one. When our parents were our age, it was really university the only way of being stable. You know, work was a very different thing. You could not be an entrepreneur. There was no space for that. I mean, of course, there were some, but there wasn't this culture, right? So, if you did your high school right, you could go to college, you could get a degree, you could get a stable job, then you could provide for your family, and that's what was considered happiness. Because, of course, if you have no stability, you can't be happy. The difference is that today, whether you go to university or not, you have the possibility to choose what you're going to work in, right? And so you can do the, the two things at the same time. You can't follow your passion you, and you can have stability, right? Um, many people who try this actually fail still, even though the world is more open to that. But then I think we go back to another problem at school. We don't learn how the the work system, the the market works, right? And so we don't know what makes a job profitable or not. We don't learn how to make our talents a profitable thing. If we did learn, then, then we could obviously follow our passions and, and be stable, which is, the, the great preoccupation of our parents, the reason why they want us so much to focus
0: on grades, right? Yeah, like it was same for me all this time, like this engineering thing, um, it was like my parents were, uh, they told me and they persuaded me somehow to drop out for a year, uh, study hard, qualify the entrance exams and get to the college because in India, the college, which I am in and the different colleges of uh, this category are considered is a very good uh, category, good colleges. And anyone who studies good here is, gets good, well-placed. So that's the main intention of every parent. We get, we need to take PCM after completing 10th. Then after 12th, give the JE exams get to the college, study hard, get placement, then you will be happy. And now after coming here, we find that those people who got placed, they are having a stable job, high package, but still uh, they are not happy. And let me tell you one thing. I'm aiming to be a software engineer and software engineer is the highest paying job in the world as well as it's the highest a depressing job in the world. Most of the people in the software field get de- get depression, in at least in at max five to six hours of six years of working in this field. And I am aiming to. I along with all a lot of people all across the globe are aiming to get into this field for all their life. And get depressed. <laughs> who the hell would call this a happiness or peace <laughs> and that's it is going on and our parents I would not call that it a fault of uh, their fault because they thought it that money is very important thing that definitely is so and what they see is what is the uh, job which pays the highest uh, which pays highest, and that's software engineer. You become an engineer, you learn coding, you get a good job, and you will be happy. What about the mental peace? We get money. Yeah, we have got money. We can pay our bills. We can enjoy luxury life. But what about our brain? Really, let me tell you. While doing coding, it's our brain which gets drained up. We. Uh, a person does uh, two hours of uh, five hours of gym and a software engineer does two hours of coding he is completely drained at same level just it's physical and it's mental and mental is more problematic and still we are aiming for that but parents uh, like uh, for me as I told you earlier I'm, I'm aiming to be a writer working on it day hard I'm trying to balance with my college as well as that but I can't let them know that I'm working on my passion I'm working on my book or if they will come to know about that it's gonna be a nightmare for me (laughs) so that's their thinking what do you think is going in your parents mind at the moment because I know you have got um ideas different from theirs? (laughs) Yeah, yeah.
1: Well, my parents, I actually am lucky in a sense because you know that my dad has a horse riding school and I work with him in that. I am an atlas since I'm very young. And that was basically what I was set up to be professionally professionally, a show jumping athlete, right? So that is already not a very uh, common job, let's say. And so to transition to that from something not not so common, which I want to do, that is um, educational innovation through social entrepreneurship, is not the same as transitioning, for example, in your case, from engineering to writing. Still, they have that same mentality, at least my dad, my mom is a bit more open, let's say, that I should get a degree that has a profession tied to it, a specific profession, because I want to go to United States, right? And there, there are many, their college is a bit more for exploration and there you don't need, I mean, if you have, say, a psychology degree, you're not necessarily going to be a psychologist who has their um, office. I forgot what will be the office of a doctor, doctor but anyway, and you know, treats people. There, there is much more room for working in different companies um, helping them with how how people work, so that you know, because psychologists know a lot about how uh, how people operate. So they can work basically in any company for making the environment better. Or, yeah. but in the United States, you can also create your own degree if you want, because they have that this mentality. You don't have to get, get a degree that is precisely tied to a profession. You know. And that's something I think I'm thinking about doing, but I'm not telling my dad because yeah, that mentality he still has. I mean, yes, I can go to college. I can experiment while I'm there. But if I told him that I'm thinking of getting a degree that like he doesn't know what I can do with that, he's not going to be. Exactly happy. Because of that, he's going to believe I'm not going to have stability. But I have I have a phrase that I, I really believe in. It's like a, a philosophy of life that goes like this. Life may have a few prerequisites, right? But it does not have a mandatory finishing line. So at the same time, you have all of your time to achieve the things that you want right? But it makes no sense to spend a single single second not working towards those things or figuring out what they are in case you don't know. And what would be those prerequisites, right? It would be the stability, the the house to to live in, the, the food. But, I mean, today that is for us who are privileged, you know, who have parents with enough money to give us some education and to support us throughout college. That is something that we already have. If we, if you decide to drop out of college today, I'm sure that you have the resources to provide for yourself a simple life, probably myself the same, but we would have these prerequisites, you know, and I see no sense, as I said, and once you have that, spending more time doing something else that is not your path, and uh, something else i wanted to add you you were saying your parents want you to get this degree and and work in software engineering because they think this is how you're going to be happy then to be happy you are doing something on the side right you are working at midnight you are um, depriving yourself from sleep because this is what actually gives you happiness now imagine imagine if we lived in a world in which when you discovered this passion in school your teachers they were like okay you wanna you wanna work with writing let's look at the lives of some uh, writers that um got stability let's see what they did okay this is this is a path this is a path that seems kind of safe right now let's see what are some other things that you may need to know to provide for yourself to have those basic abilities to provide for yourself in case this doesn't go right and yeah. right general life skills and then you studied mm-hmm. there and you studied writing and you started publishing because i'm sure there are for example, writing competitions or um, magazines that publish kids' books or, or kids' writings. And, and then you started your social media already and you started creating um, a bond with people who like what you do. Imagine where you would be at at this point, right? After all those years working towards this you could maybe realize that was actually not for you or you could change. But if the school had, instead of taught you about all that physics, mathematics, chemistry, actual life skills, right? You would be okay. You could change your career because you could provide the basics for yourself and then you would, uh, be happy working towards this new thing, which is your new passion. Cause that's actually what gives you, you happiness, you all the luxury working on a job that you don't like because you work, you work like a third of your time. Not a third. You spend sleeping. Then the third third you use for eating, for, uh, being with friends, resting, If you are going to follow your passion only for that time that that's left. I mean, how can you possibly be happy?
0: (laughs) Mentioned, I got some goosebumps from my past experiences, which I had about my writing and my parents, I would share that experience with you later, but I'm okay now. (laughs) Definitely if I had started those things, I got those skills earlier, few years back, then I would be a great podcaster, a great writer. I would still, I would have a book written, more books written. Now I'm getting futuristic. Okay. Let's come in the present. (laughs) Okay i was thinking about this thing uh, a few hours back that in all the books and uh, in the all the motivational speeches and different books written for self motivation self help and different entrepreneurs which uh, get success they speak about follow your passion without caring about anyone else and i find this statement a bit faulty without caring about anyone else because they do the like the entrepreneurs which get success they really do everything to follow their passion and don't care about anyone speaking against them anyone being with them or with being without them they just focus on their goal but for me personally I can't do that because uh, for me every person around me has an impact on me. My parents, I would not love, I would not like them to hate me for me following my passion. I would rather like them to, I would better try to keep the keep that thing a secret from them until I get succeed, success from it. And while keeping it a secret, I can't really give 100% to it. Because I have to keep a balance with everything and that I think is really a scary thing because I can't completely focus on my passion rather completely focus on my goals according to my parents because that's not giving me happiness. So what do you what are your thoughts over this? Can we really give our hundred percent of our passion or we really we need to balance between those things because parents are also our parents are actually our first priority later comes our passion for me personally
1: yes yes Um, family or anyone close to us they have an impact that's not something we can deny besides our parents they are providing for us so we do owe them some respect and some thought to the Things they think right uh, so yeah I also don't believe that you can say uh, whatever my parents think I'm gonna do uh, my thing but I, I, I think parents actually need to realize that the time have changed but this is this is a slow process this is a culture thing right when our ki- when we have kids our culture is going to be different. Maybe they will have more freedom. Maybe the world is going to be so different that we're going to have the same um, problems. You know, (laughs) we, we never know. I I don't. I'll hope not. We, we never know. Right. Um, but in that case, what do we do? Well, I'll say, yes, we have to find a balance and how do we find that balance? We do the things that our parents see as our obligations, such as school, um, in our case, university, and we do them well. We do the basic things at home. We don't expect that our parents have to wake up us every morning, especially for people in school still. Right? We, we wash our dishes. We don't leave our room a mess. These are the things that give us credibility. You know, one mistake that I see, um, especially teenagers do is that they want to be free. They want to, um, I don't know, go to parties. Some others want to follow, follow passion that their parents don't approve of, but they don't demonstrate that they have maturity to make the decisions for themselves.
0: For themselves. Right. So
1: the first thing. Uh, for finding this balance is do the minimum and show your parents You are actually a grown-up even though you are still a teen because you you can be and Then they're gonna start gripping giving you credibility and then you start bringing up the topics in Mature ways you start telling them what you feel you start you use arguments that are actually have logic, such as some of the arguments we have mentioned here, instead of just, um, like getting angry and blaming. going yeah. to and just your room them. And, yeah, and blaming <laughs> them. Yeah, exactly. And, and yeah, that, that is the way I believe you can kind of do both things. Some parents won't, um, won't support you anyway. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> And if that is the case, unfortunately, you're gonna <laughs> have to <laughs> do kind of what you're doing right now, Siddharth. Um but if there is a chance, that is the chance, you know. This I, I told you about. Getting credibility and talking to them in a mature way. And bringing the topic slowly and, and frequently, showing them that you can have success by actually Doing things and not simply, um, you know, leaving everything behind, everything else, leaving a school, and but also instead of following your dreams, staying on social media, you know. <laughs>
0: um,
1: so yeah, I, I think it's it's kind of a responsibility of yours if you do you want to have them their support, you gotta uh, show yourself responsible. And you gotta bring the topic. Once you did that, once you did that maturely, you did the best you did. If they don't support you, then yes, you, you are gonna have to, to go on your own, and then turn to your friends. You know, you have more people, you have more people at, at your side. But I yeah. think you do have to to give some thought. You do have to try before you say whatever, mom and dad
0: you know yeah because we don't have the uh, we are not uh, we don't have the right to speak anything against them really I don't think that I have any capability because I haven't done anything for them till now everything I am is because of them so I can't blame them for anything but because everything they have provided but if I am unable to uh, get a stable position then I would, I would have no one else to blame other than me so there comes what I call a balance balance between what our passion is and what their uh, passion for us is That's what I'm doing right now, working (laughs) on both the ways (laughs) and it's really fun, Um, keeping and I think one more thing is very important that while following our passion, if uh, luckily our parents agree with us or or if unluckily they they don't agree with us in any proportion at the moment, but we still continue to follow our passion to some extent then I believe that when the day comes when we get the success in that field, our parents are definitely going to improve us and they are going to love us for following our passion because that will make them really happy that their children got succeed in what he or she pursued for us.
1: I think that's the
0: and when I think that would be the greatest moment for that person
1: who followed his dream yes yes and now that you're mentioning like when you get success with your passion you are definitely gonna have your parents approval I want to bring in a new topic to make our discussion a little less um, about passions and dreams simply and a little more practical let's say because I like this topic quite a lot, like pursuing things that you want and you know, so much so that I have that life philosophy I told you about. Uh but yeah. frequently when I bring this up, people around me they think I am I'm living an illusion, you know. They don't think this is actually possible. They don't think, as I told you that the idea of following that exact path, school, high school, college, no better, it doesn't matter if you don't know what you want, and then a stable job, and, and you know, they the think,
0: yeah. they don't
1: think this idea is an they want. so I, I want to bring here the topic of purpose, which is something that uh, kind of grounds it a bit and beginning with what is purpose. Because if I just say purpose, everyone is still gonna believe what I I just told you, that this is an illusion. The word purpose have a mysticism to it that I gotta break down before I I go any deeper. So there is um, a psychologist called William Damon, and he has a book called The Path to Purpose, in which he analyzes successful young people in most different fields, and he tries to understand what makes them successful. But the success he looks at is not monetary; is causing a high impact, right? A high positive impact, which generally gives you monetary success, and then being happy as well. And uh, so. He analyzes these people to see what they do and what they have different from others is what he calls purpose. But a purpose is not the same as a dream, which is the illusionary part. Because a dream is, uh, there's a phrase that says, um, a goal is a dream with dates or, or something like that. The idea is that a dream is something you would like to do, you would like to have, but you never actually do anything concrete about it. You don't have a plan. You may say you want to be a singer, and then, I don't know, you you think about this, you, you watch things about singers, but you never actually put in the work to see what successful singers do and what would be a path to become a singer. So that is just a dream, right? And if you put dates to it, you would have goals, right? And, and this dream will become, say, the biggest goal. But what makes purpose different from goal? Purpose is something that goes beyond the self. Right is when you you bring together the things that you like, the the things that you are good at, and the, and the things that people around you can use or need. That is when you find your purpose. Because when you have those things, you are good, so you're gonna stand out. You like, you're gonna be happy. You're gonna be doing something for other people, which is. Um, scientifically proven one of the 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 key things for being happy and yeah. because people need you they you are gonna have probably monetary success right so that is purpose purpose is not some something mystic is not something um that you were given spiritually and um and, and you're not not being Disrespectful to spirituality. I mean, I just want to say it's not something that comes from anywhere. It's something that needs work, and that is actually palpable. You don't. The purpose no. doesn't appear to you. You work and on yourself. You learn about yourself, and you learn about the world, and then you find something which can become your purpose, right? And now that we have have covered this, I want to talk about something called the Ikigai. The Ikigai is um, a Japanese concept, which is basically uh, life purpose, which means basically Mm -hmm. life purpose. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a book that should be read, I will definitely read, but what I know, the little I know about the concept, concept is already really interesting. So, yeah, Ikigai means basically uh, life purpose and it is represented as a diagram with different circles that intersect and each part of the diagram represents something that you have. For example, uh, one of them represents what you love, one of them represents what you are good at, the other is what the world needs And the fourth, what you can be paid to do. Right. So when you uh, put together what the world needs and what you can be paid to do, they say it's your vocation. When you put together what you love and what the world needs, they say, it's your mission. When you put together what you are good at and what you love, they say it's your passion. And when you put together what you're good at, and what you can be paid to do is your profession and when you are able to put all of those things together that is a life purpose in that makes sure that you are gonna have everything you need to be successful mm-hmm. in that way that is yeah. not just monetary and neither um, I, I mean I don't think Hopefully. anyone says says you are successful if you follow your passion, but you don't have any stability, right? Because you do what you love and what you were good at. So you were happy in that sense. Being good at and having the ability to be paid to do that will give you the stability that you need because it's something you also need to be happy and having, Doing what something that the world needs, as I said before, is gonna make sure people need you, and so you are gonna have people that are going to pay you to do the thing that you can be paid to do, right? So, yeah, if you wanna, if you have doubts on whether you can or not follow your passion and be stable, don't be just. A dreamer learn about the Ikigai learn about more about yourself make sure that passion of yours is actually something you would like to do as a profession and that you're not just um, seeing that in a romanticized way because that is very common for example many people many kids especially uh, think they want to be say uh, singers football players and the truth is they see those people in the media and they see they are famous they have money and do cool things and they would like that life maybe But that does not mean that they would like to wake up at 5 a.m. to sing for five hours the same song to go to the gym you know so yeah yeah first of all learn by yourself you think you have a passion Go and do it, practice it, do things uh, outside of the school to make sure that it's it's truly a passion. And then research. Research. Then, Then once you learn about yourself, learn about the work and see how you can use that to be useful to people and research about people that have done that and have been successful and create a plan, right? This way, yes, you can, and you probably will, if you do the work, follow passion and uh, be stable.
0: That was an incredible description about purpose. I just loved every word of you about this thing because the purpose, the three things you said the the work that serves the people, the work that you love, and the work that is really you are good at. These three things if we are doing, then that will be the real purpose of us because we are getting everything out of it. And it was just lovely to hear from you about purpose. Okay, I was talking about the thing. It was really incredible description about purpose. The three pillars. The first, the thing we are good at. The thing we, which gives us happiness and the thing which serves the people around us. If we, if that thing is able to do all these three things, and then that definitely is our purpose and it's gonna be the perfect thing.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: Yeah. It was completely amazing description. And the purpose, um, I guess that's the thing we, which we miss. We need to learn about those things. Because these things are really important. Which will make ourselves to decide the differences between the things we do. What are the things which serves one of these three pillars. Or serves two of these. And what are the things which serves all three of them. And when we finally reach out to that th- thing. That's what we need to find in our life and do the rest of life because that will only give us happiness which we every person thrives for. Yeah,
1: yeah, so, exactly. Go um, Don, are you finishing?
0: I don't know what to exp- talk about this <laughs> yeah, thing because no. oh, everything I, I you explained just... it perfectly.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. Yeah, I, I was just going to say, uh, go a, a little back about the school showing us different things, but not teaching us how to think about those things, right? How to utilize the fact that we're experimenting. Because to learn what you like, what you're good at, you have to actually you have to learn about the world first. Now, learning about the world, you learn about yourself, right? And yeah, the school exposes you to different things. Then you go to yourself and this is school does not does. You know, thinking, learning how to think on what you like, what you're good at, and what and how you can serve people, and then you go back to learning about the world to see how you can use those things. So, if you are one of those people that think you don't actually really like anything, or you're not really good at anything, it's probably because you haven't tried things enough. So, if you know your passion, well, we've talked about that already. If you don't know, if you if you feel lost or, or noble numb about the things around you, then you gotta try more. You gotta expose yourself.
0: Explore to more yeah.
1: possibilities. Explore. That's the world. You gotta explore. Right? And exploring the world you also learn about yourself. And then there's just a little thing I, I would like to like to wrap up the thing about following passion having stability true purpose is that again I don't want this to be a romantic thing so you got to be aware as well of the downsides of following your passion depending on what your passion is because as I said yes if you do all that work the probability is that you are gonna have at least some stability but stability does not equal um lots of monetary success does not Mm. equal luxury right so say uh, using the same example you want to be a singer you gotta know that you like that so much that you would spend those five hours every day researching the same song Mm. and but if you didn't become famous if you just had enough to have a simple life, that would be enough, right? Yeah, um, you gotta be aware that that's a possibility. We're not saying here that you are gonna be the most successful people in the field in your field because you success, success is
0: a relative term, I think. Success yeah, is exactly. a relative term, it depends yeah. on person to person and profession to profession.
1: Precisely, precisely. You, you yeah. Did it, you said it perfectly. It's it's relative. So yeah, keep keep that in mind as well. That that's part of of finding your purpose, right? If if you think you are not ready to do those things, if you think it's not worth it to have a simpler life in name of doing that thing, then that is probably not your purpose. Yeah, that is not something you can. Actually, use that as your purpose, right? Because as we said, it's not something that exists and, and comes to you, it's something mm. that you find to work.
0: Yeah. It was just perfect. I guess we shall wrap up now?
1: Yeah, I think so. Because,
0: uh, never think. It was um, amazing. Things. It was, it was an, an excellent a conversation. Things. Well, It was an excellent conversation with Zora. Thank you for being on my show and putting all the insights about purpose, the differences in the life goals and purpose, the difference between goals and purpose, how passion could be derived, how it is useless to follow the current education system. What is the role of our parents in these things? And following our passion, it was just amazing to have you. And all the talk was just lit. Thank you so much. I'm gonna invite you again very soon.
1: All right, um, I'm the one who thanks you, Darth. It was I from being here. As you can see, I like to talk quite a bit. So I was, I was really happy to have this opportunity. And talking to you is always a pleasure because. You also spark ideas in my mind. So, yeah, I'll, I'll be happy to be here again. Thank you again. It was awesome.
0: That was a lovely episode. It was great to talk with Azora about education and life goals. Thank you so much for being present on my channel and listening to it so far. That's all for today. See you next time. Till then. Stay sane and keep exploring. Bye-bye.